Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Sherwinder. It's not every day someone invents something that changes the game. I found out about this product that I'm talking to you about, uh, and I had to try it. So I ordered a few, and after using it, I'm sold. Now we stock them on our trucks. It's called All Brace. And it will help you sell more service and buy you time until doors come in. There's never been a greater time for a product like this. Phil has a video on his website of him cutting a door literally in half, installing the all brace, and running it like nothing ever happened. It is literally incredible. One of the greatest selling videos I've ever seen. You're going to want to check it out at all-brace.com. What's up, everybody? You got Ryan here with Torch Talk Podcast. Take two because Tamara was a little slow on the trigger today getting the record button going but luckily enough we were only like 10 seconds in and not 30 minutes because that would have been disastrous so um, anyway listen she's not perfect but she's close everybody say hey to Tamara hello my apologies no you're good you're good 30 seconds is plenty fine and if you guys have been following my podcast long enough, then you know for certain how I got into the industry was a little bit of a crazy story. I also believe people don't believe me. So I've got living proof on the podcast today. He That's is right. ancient. He is old. He may also have known Zeus back in the goddess days. And he's still alive. His name is Larry Conti. He is uh, the owner of Aaron Overhead Door in California, currently Monterey. And uh, Larry, how are you, bro? I'm doing fantastic. And the goddess is my wife. Yes. Aww. Yeah. You have yeah. pulled that yeah. off very well. So he's she's a, a bit younger than I. She's a bit younger than I am. But you got game. I got game. You got game. I may, be on, I may be on Medicare, but I'm still, I'll still throw down. All right. So, uh, Larry, if there's any part of this story that I do not recall correctly, because it's been a while, make sure we get it right. You can call me out. But um, so I, I don't even remember what year it was. Like 2000. Oh, you started marketing for me back in 06. So I think I had started a marketing agency back in 05. Oh, five, um, yeah. I was brand new doing it uh, as like a night gig uh, after work. And um, I had hired like college students all over the country to kind of like help me, which was a little frustrating because, you know, you bribe them with pizza and beer and then they don't show up and uh, they're very irresponsible. So it wasn't a great basis to build a company on, but, but some of them were very talented. And when they did show up, uh, they did really good work. So uh, for your market, you're talking about for your marketing, right? Yes. So your cousin, 
turned me on to when I was in uh, I was in yes I was in hypnotherapy and neurolinguistics training back in there back in uh, Minnesota, and she was actually yeah. in that training with me. Julie, Julie, was, yeah. yep. Julie lived in Texas. Uh, she was a client of mine. She also was my cousin, um, yeah. or is my cousin. And yeah. uh, you're talking about one of the sweetest people on the face of the earth. She's like one of the most amazing yeah. people you ever meet. Yeah, she you, you guys met. She referred she referred you to us. Uh, you reached out to us. Uh, your parents were like in the process of retiring. Um, and you were like, hey, dude, I want to hit the ground running. Like, I want to build a new website. I want to do, you know, rebrand, whatever it was. Uh, I know we built you a lo new logo, uh, which is we've now on probably like the third or fourth variation of that since then. But um, built a website, did some SEO for you. And uh, that's how we started building the relationship between you and I. And then as I recall it, you just called too much all the time, checking in. And then we became friends. Yeah, a lot. And then you were studying and I supported you in that, in that uh, arena. What was uh, I studying at the time? You were, you were studying to be a pastor. Oh yeah. Seminary school. Seminary school. And you had to do a trip overseas. I remember I contributed 50 bucks, which was at the, at the time for me. That was a lot. Yeah. No, that and, was good. Uh, you helped me. You helped me establish my website for Monterey Hypnosis Center. Yep. And then also for Aaron Overhead Door in, in San Jose and Monterey. Yep. And I think it was thir 12 or 13 when my parents retired. And we really kicked it, you know, kicked it in. Yeah. And then you were having a challenge with a company that you were working with at the time doing some marketing or some uh, computer software stuff. Yeah. And you found out that there was some less than integral, less than integral things going on there. And I remember you wired and uh, they were, they were being a little funny. And so yeah. um, I remember you and I talking yeah. and I'm pretty sure it was your idea. Was it your idea? Start Aaron overhead door Atlanta. Yeah, because you were having the challenge there, and well, the thing is that I think that's a stupid kidding. idea, bro. I hate you. You know, you know what? I, I I think it was just like a challenge. Like you accept, <laughs> you like challenging, right? Just like when I you beat me like in the race cars, right? Yeah, you beat oh, me down in that race This car deserves track. its own section of the show, so I'll just make sure that we like take a deep breath, pause, <laughs> no interruptions at this very moment. This is probably the most critical part. So uh, Larry and I are both big time trash talkers, but the thing is, is that Larry's not as good at me at racing cars. So we went to uh, race go-karts as a challenge and I won. Like I told him I would, I win every time I go go-kart racing. I've, I very rarely, if ever lose. So I just well, I'd like to make sure that we're on the same page. Dude, anytime, bro. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to make that happen. If there wasn't for this yeah. darn COVID baloney, we'd have done it already. Yeah. So, so back then uh, was when you came out here. Yes. When we talked about okay, you want to start it up. You liked what I was doing. You liked how I was yeah. growing the company. You were helping with the marketing, and, and 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 then you said, "Well, I'll come out there." I said, "Come on," and you showed let up. Let me just yeah. We let me fill, in, let me fill in a couple gaps yeah. real quick though. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so before this happened, I think it's before this happened. Um, Larry got diagnosed with cancer, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you kicked cancer's tail. Yeah. Good job. Painfully. Yeah. It wasn't easy, but no. I just want to say like for anyone who runs a business and is going through cancer and does what he did is some of the, like, you got to be one of the strongest people I know, bro. Like I, I still remember you like me seeing a picture of you. You look like you were going to blow away, dude. You lost like half your body weight. Like I remember talking to you on the phone some days and you were just completely wiped and you're like, I'm going to do a spring change. I mean, I, I just, I gained so much respect for you during that time. And I don't know that you even know any better. Like that's just who you are. That's your DNA. But I think a lot of times we meet people and we don't know their journey. And um, like, we may look at you now and see that your girl drives a nice car and you might live in a nice house and whatever. And we think, oh, wow, you know, he's a business owner, he's whatever, but they didn't know the journey. They didn't know what it cost you to get to where you're at because you sacrificed a lot, you know, financially. And then during this whole time, you also are willing to give and help and be such a great person to the community. So I just want to like, this is, you guys want to know a lot of the reason why I'm the way I am. Larry played a big role in molding me as a human being, as a business owner. Um, when I went out to California, so uh, he, I told him that I, I think I want to do this. Um, he was telling me like margins on spring changes and everything. I was like, dude, I can do this. Uh, did I know the names of tools, bro? You didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I'm surprised you even found your way here. Uh, dude, I was so lost when it came to cross course. <laughs> it was like I remember your big thing. You wanted to see that uh, Zuckerberg's place in Santa Clara. Yeah, and you know the 14 foot wall. Right, we were there for five seconds. We had cars on top of guys with microphones. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so uh, he's like, "Man, come on out. I'll train you." So I go out. I literally flew in. Like I think Sunday night. I stayed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I flew out Friday evening or something like that. So I got four and a half days of training. Did I not? Yes. And you trained me really well on motors, spring changes. Uh, we saw some funky stuff because y'all got some crazy stuff out there that we don't really have out here. Um, but seeing all that crazy stuff, I think also helped me. Uh, I think I wound one spring by myself, uh, maybe two. And then I assisted with an opener or two. And then I remember like getting a, like writing down all the parts or not the parts, but the tools I needed. Um, that was a horrible thing because I, I didn't know what things looked like. So he's giving me the names of like, you need seven sixteenth socket. You need half inch socket. You need this. You need a wrench. You need this. You need that. You need an impact with this and that. And, and I'm like, dude, I don't, I've never even, heard these terms before like chinese language okay yeah, yeah so yeah. i came back after four and a half days of training and literally launched the company yep and you listen to the recordings of um of the phone calls yes 
to help in training. Uh, you can listen to the phone calls with my staff, with myself, uh, to learn the lingo. Yeah. Do you remember in the when you were here, we did that one spring change, and I actually, in all of the excitement, I put the springs on backwards. I do believe I do believe I remember that. I wound them up, and they got all kinky looking in the door. But you know, no. I didn't even realize I did it until after I did it. <laughs> yeah oh man but i mean i learned yeah but it was a good learning experience but he was so he's not he like and and other guys will probably like realize this that when you're so used to doing everything by yourself and then you're like you got some new cat there like asking a million questions it's so easy to lose focus and you're sitting there trying to think like these guys get so good at doing repair that they don't even have to think about it so when they think about it it becomes like, what do I do? It's, it becomes that second nature. Like it's, it really does. And so when you do oh, have somebody training, it is, can be a little awkward. Well, let's back up for a second as well, because back in 2009, when the crash happened, you know, I pretty much lost you know, all my life's investment property. And in 2010, I was kind of flat. I was having a rough go. And you said, I'll always remember this for the rest of my life. You say, hey, what's your zip code? Oh, okay, nine three nine four seven. Hang on, and you come back on the phone. You're going. You're going to Shoreline Church. Pick a time. Eight eight thirty nine. Uh, uh, ten it was eight thirty. Uh, ten or eleven. You're picking eleven thirty. You're picking a time. I said I am. I said yeah. You're going to this church. I said all right. So I started going to that church, and I was. I think it was May of two thousand ten. I didn't even give you a choice. I just told you. No. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You did. And then in July, you said you said, hey, are you tithing? And I go, what, what's that? And he said, you said, oh, I got nothing, right? You said, you got to give 10% of your income. And I'm going, well, okay, well, how do I do that? He had, he go, I asked you, I said, is that gross or net? And you said, do you want gross or net back from God? I'll remember that for the rest of my life. So shortly, my thereafter, me that. I, shortly thereafter, I'm writing checks to the church, but I'm not, I'm writing them to God, right? It doesn't yeah. say the church, it says God for $30. That check was no good on Sunday. And somehow, $30, somehow I found a way by Wednesday, because I know how to do it to get that check. Let me tell you right now. Oh, if you want to read the patches, Malachi 310. Follow that and things will work for you like you, you won't believe. You've been blessed, bro. I totally been have. blessed. Yeah. We both have for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I play golf. I'll give God. Like I know this isn't like a Christian podcast, but there there are principles in business that I swear, if you live by them um, in the Bible, it, it will transform your business. And and we talk a lot about culture on here. Like a lot of that comes from biblical principles and uh, proverbs. In my opinion, is the absolute best uh, business book. Um, on wisdom and leadership of any book in the world. Like I, I strongly recommend uh, reading Proverbs. I've read it probably five dozen times. Um, well, the, the Bible is the operating manual for the thing between our ears. Yeah. Yeah. And life. So, so here we are four and a half days. I don't know my oh, parts. Yeah. I no. don't know anything. I really don't. No. I really don't know. Like, you had to call and open an account for me with Amar. I did. Uh, under your own credit line. I did. And I had to um, 
I had a truck already, but it was not ideal for what I was doing, but it works. My first job was a tune-up that I sold for like $129 or 150 bucks, something like that. I was like, man, I can do this. I went there and that was the best <laughs> tune-up. I swear to God, nobody has gotten a better yeah, tune-up yeah. than that one right there. Like that was the best tune-up you'd ever seen in your life. Uh, I probably spent like 45 minutes there tuning that door up. Like that was, that was the jam. Uh, then my second one was a friend of mine who was like, Hey, I want to help you out. My dad needs a door. Sold me a nine or, uh, I sold, I think a nine by seven or eight by seven with a motor. I felt really confident with the motor, but there, I realized quickly after selling it. And first of all, I know no one, no one in the garage door industry, except for Larry. That is it. I don't know anyone local. I don't have any employees and he's three hours behind me. So you can imagine when I'm at an early morning appointment and I need help. This dude was picking up the phone and getting on FaceTime with me. Like I can't even begin to tell you how much of a blessing he was for me. So Likewise. here I am. How long did you remember it took me to install that door and motor that day? That oh, first that week. <laughs> <laughs> a week it was 11 hours 11 hours yeah and how was... many times did i try to fake like that was probably the one day where i really genuinely feel like larry was starting to get frustrated with me because i was getting angry with him for not telling me how to install a garage door like not not his fault but here i am trying to read the instructions of an amar uh, how to install a garage door, which you got another funny story about that in case we haven't mentioned it on here. You remember, never. So yeah. here I am, I'm opening this box and there's a million screws. Now those screws may mean something to someone who's been in construction or worked with their hands or whatever, but I'm looking at them like, holy cow, what are these screws and why are there so many different types of screws and where do they go? So I, first of all, I'm speaking at an event at a professional door association in Northeast. And I was telling this story and I said, the only two people in our industry who haven't installed the door at this point in time was me and the guy who wrote the instructions for Amar and the guy who <laughs> wrote the instructions for Amar happened to be in the crowd. And he raised his hand and told me, I thought he was joking. He wasn't. He's like, I literally wrote them. I promise. And I was like, bro, really? Like, really? I'd have been better off if you would have put them in Spanish only because it was miserable. And so, uh, but yeah, that was, it. that was one of my almost embarrassing moments. So, uh, yeah, Larry was it's, always it's there for bad. me. Just, just open the cover on a keypad. It's still bad. Yeah. I mean, there's easier ways. There's yeah. definitely easy way. We can we can make it easier. But that was his point was do you want me to make it so easy that anybody can install them? And I was like, well, I mean, at that time, yes. That that was my answer. Yes, please. Uh I could I could repair doors at that point in time. <laughs> and then I still remember the first time I went to a door out of track. Uh, you trying to explain to me how to get it back in was uh, also very frustrating. I had a lot of frustrating moments, a lot of times where I doubted my decision. I mean, you guys have to remember. Yes, that's really true. I sat in air conditioning for 12-hour days 
when I wasn't traveling to exotic places and hanging out with really cool people and I was making a crap ton of money, I quit all that. I quit all of that to work in the freaking hundred degree heat doing something I'd never done before with tools I had never seen before. And my only lifeline was in California. And still is. Well, you probably have more now. I'm still here for sure. I Yeah, I am so blessed to have the resources that I have now. But yes, um, yeah. Really cool. I, I enjoyed my time out there. We we went to Carmel Valley. I'll never forget going to this one house and just like, I just couldn't even, I couldn't even think straight. Like he was all trying to talk about garage doors. And I think I just looked at the guy like five times was like, this is your house. This is your view. <laughs> like you live here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. I was standing in his driveway. Yeah. I was just like, you wake up every day. And you walk out to this and it's just like beautiful mountains. And he's like, he's got the most picturesque view of the world. Like I was just like, holy cow, it's freaking crazy. And and Larry was all trying to do business and talk to the guy. And the guy was like laughing at me because I was so in shock, but um, beautiful country out there. So uh, first of all, you know, I know I've told you before, but thank you, uh, Larry, for always supporting me and um, dealing with, with me because I mean, I literally knew absolutely nothing. And it's shocking to me now how I was able to do things. It wasn't by my will. I don't think, I mean, it's kind of like if you throw somebody in the deep end, they'll figure it out. Right. And that's kind of what happened. But, you know, we train people now for like six months to a year. And then, you know, we, takes a couple of years. Then we ease them in. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy what we were able to accomplish. Consistency in everything, including price, reliability, quality, not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer's not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future. Somer's a two. Somer and their family of businesses are $200 million companies. They're in over 100 countries, and they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first time dealers, I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers between now and the end of the season six, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I'm going to tell you guys a marketing secret. 
You want to gain more social media likes, shares, and follows? People love unique and cool projects. There are no better photos to share than the ones on Schweiss Doors social accounts. These guys post some incredible things. Make sure to go there and like and share their Facebook and Instagram post with your business account. So if you like their business account, you can share their uh, their post. The Bifold Doors are awesome, and they're doing some great projects that will go viral on social media if you share them. Go right now to Schweiss Door on Facebook and check out some of the projects they share and like their page. Oh, and don't forget, no one builds a better bifold than Schweiss. It's crazy that, that you guys accomplished that over the phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was just going to say, some of, his, uh, some of your employees call me from time to time on a, on a job wanting to know, hey, what do we do here? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a while, hopefully, since any of my employees have called you now. But um, yeah, it's been a while. That was in the beginning, sure. Yeah, um, we were definitely, I was hiring anybody who knew anything about a screwdriver, a hammer, or a drill. I was like, do you know what these are? And they're like, yes. I'm like, you're hired. <laughs> and we put but them that to work. Wasn't that, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. No. I mean, you're talking no, look, August look, 2015. That was, uh, this, this August would be seven years. And, and look at the growth. Yeah, two locations, 20 people almost. And yeah, we're rocking and rolling. Look at my vehicle list. Oh, I know. I hate that list. Nice. That, that just looks uh, like a big old liability to me. <laughs> well, the, it, you know, I had what I had in, in 2010, I had one truck and one guy. And now that Malachi 310, look it up. Yeah. Now, one thing that I have to say after all these years, me looking back, I mean, you and I don't think alike. I mean, we do in the, in the, in the people sense, but in the business sense, we have some different philosophies. I'm very much a tech nerd. I don't want to be part of the process. As a matter of fact, like I would enjoy just kind of like sitting in my office, refreshing the numbers and texting the guys, congratulations, they do a good job. Uh, you're more in the field, helping out you're on the phones, like you're kind of like juggling a lot, uh, in, in some cases, but the, um, the one thing that, that I do believe that I really took away from my time out there. And, and now that I really know garage or repair as well as I do, um, I'm like super thankful that you did things the right way. Um, not just the way you treated your customers, but, but actually, took a lot of pride in fixing it correctly um, because I could have very easily come back here. And when I was out there, you taught me like, don't cut corners. The little things are important. You know, the pigtails on the, on the um, sensors, um, you know, clean wires when you're running them back to the motor, that was like a big deal for you. Um, you know, we, you went into all the little things that make a difference uh, and that helped me so much, I think, um, when in, in the grand scheme of things, just making sure that uh, not only did I do the job, but I did the job right and clean 
and in the best interest for the customer. And, and so uh, I, I think that was really cool because I, I meet a lot of people and I see a lot of crap and I've even hired people. There's a lot, a lot of crap who don't do a good job and don't take a no. lot of pride in it. So, uh, you know, thanks for, for doing a good yeah. job and training me the right way. The and, you know, it's, it's also, it also goes along with life, the little things, you know, somebody's down on the corner. I, I carry like a half a sandwich. A lot of times I'll just give it to them rather than put money in their hand. Cause that's silly. But things like you know, open a door for somebody, you know, things like that. Picking up a piece of trash when you see it, little things in life that, you know, the garage door business, you know, we have to be good at, if we were selling paper bags, we'd be doing the same thing. We'd be quality bags. We'd be marketing properly. We'd be, you know, taking care of our employees and our customers. Wouldn't matter if it's garage doors or, you know, rubber bands. It's just, it's the same philosophy and taking good care of our customers and, and doing it right. Being fair. That's right. Yeah. So what's next for you got some exciting news. Do you want to talk about that or you want to leave it off the table? I know sometimes you're private about certain stuff. Well, it all depends on what, which part you're talking about. Bring it. San Jose. Oh yeah. San Jose. We just uh, sold our San Jose location. Congratulations. Yeah. That's a big deal, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, they were talking to me for about two and a half years. And I was going, no, I don't want to sell. I don't want to sell. No, never mind, never mind, never mind. And the funny thing is that it got to a point where there were a couple of guys on the phone with me and I was telling them what we were doing there. And he's going, well, we don't believe you, actually. And I said, well, I got it here. They said, well, this is a Thursday afternoon. And they came over on Friday morning, 11 o'clock. We sat here and I showed them, this is what we did. And they went, he's actually doing this. And so uh, we were in the bank, you know, five o'clock at Wells Fargo. It was closing. We were in there. They write me a check. And just so happens, the next couple of days, I found out that some people over here locally in Watsonville, a one overhead door, wanted to retire. So I acquired that company. That was a mom and pop shop. That's why I have confused. That's why I have this big long list now. Added a few, yeah, added a few more uh, truck to the, few more trucks and people to to the crew here. So we have you know full benefits now. You know we've come a long ways in a, in a short amount of time, such as yourself. I mean, you are impressive. And uh, I know we talk about numbers a lot and we, we started out competing to see who could tithe more. And uh, I still go after it, right? So <laughs> we haven't talked about the numbers for, for as far as that part, the tithing part goes, but you know, your numbers are right up there. They're wonderful numbers. You're, you've got a great business one. So just in the past, what, six months, right? You sold mm -hmm. San Jose. Two months. Two months. And then acquired mm -hmm. a company in a neighboring county. So you're mm -hmm. physically based in Monterey, which is absolutely gorgeous. If you guys uh, have never been to Monterey, California before, uh, or e even if you don't plan to Google it, go to images because it's absolutely gorgeous out there. Uh, and then, so he, uh, he acquired another business and uh, that's turned out to be a really good thing. There's a lot of acquisitions going on. You've experienced both selling and buying. What advice would you give some of the guys that listen to the podcast about um, about selling and or buying? Well, the, the first of all the, is to be honest about everything. Straightforward, do your books right, do your taxes, quarterly taxes right. My wife, before she married me, said, I, got, I never paid quarterly. She says, 
if you're gonna if I'm gonna marry you, you gotta pay quarterly taxes. I said, all right. <laughs> so I did that. So I that did was that. her so only was, demand, bro. That's well, the... that, but she said we were gonna talk about only like, certain things. So uh <laughs> so I, I'm blessed, right? You and you know this. Yes. Uh she, you know, she stood by me when I went through that cancer stuff. She was my girlfriend for and you know, I'm I'm blessed. She's she's tough. And to be honest about everything and always run the company like a family and, and always give your best without the idea of trying to sell it, just giving your best. And I didn't try to sell anything. Yeah. Just always you did do such your a best. good job. Always, People wanted always what you do everything with integrity. Just do everything with integrity. Yeah, I'll second that because, I mean, here's the thing. I will tell you, uh, and I don't talk a lot about this publicly, but when I first got into the industry, um, I got sued. And when, anytime you go into a lawsuit, uh, there's a period of time in which you do what's called discovery. And discovery can get pretty nasty and time consuming. And uh, a lot of times they'll go through your financials. And, and sometimes they're just going through financials to see if you're hiding money or if you're treating it, uh, you know, manipulating funds, uh, because if you're like an LLC or a corporation and there's mixed use of funds. So for example, like, uh, you use business funds for personal use and they can prove that then, um, I think I'm pretty sure that's called like uh, piercing the corporate veil or whatever. So, so you lose, you lose the protection of the LLC and, um, and so, like Larry says, it's always good from the very beginning to try to do everything that, that you know of um, the right way, do it with integrity, educate yourself, because I know some guys do things that they don't even know. Like I talked to a business owner the other day and, you know, he uses a checking account for everything um, and he didn't know, he just didn't know. And so, you know, educate yourself, learn, get a good CPA, you know, ha have them teach you and, um, and, and do everything on the up and up. Like that's my, when I'm interviewing for CPAs, that's like, Hey, uh, I am looking for integrity and doing it the right way. I want to pay taxes, which means, um, we're going to take advantage of all the tax laws out there, all the loopholes, all the tax, all the tax laws, but I want to make so much money that we exhaust all of that and still have a bunch of profit. That's my goal. But, but I don't want to pay any more than I have to. And I want to do it all the right way. And, it, and if they agree and we're on the same page, then I move forward. Um, so uh, luckily enough, I, I've had a good run of CPAs. Uh, but yeah, Larry definitely believes in doing things with integrity. And um, he showed me that yeah. when I was out there and uh, stressed the importance of that customer service and taking care of customers and doing it right. And even, I think even teaching me, leave, leave it fair for the next guy coming in. Like, you know, um, don't screw the next guy. Hopefully it's you coming back to your customer. But if not, you know, all you installers out there, don't be tightening down the set screws too tight on the tube because you know you're not a repairman <laughs> trying to come back out yeah so, and don't uh, don't polish off the old spring it took down and resell it as new mm, we have that here too 
Yeah, we have that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other advice that you think uh, would be good? Uh, yeah, use the right size spring because a lot of these guys are using smaller springs and winding them up real tight. So to get a recall in two years, I think that's pretty slimy. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of training and quality installation that needs to have happen. Yeah. People are putting doors up better. And people, people, as you all have seen, uh, when you go on jobs, some of these people that are installing doors haven't read the handbook and are trying to put them up and they're door installers. So I, I, I'll help anybody that wants help, you know, learn how to do it right. You're doing the same thing. You're, you look what you're doing. You didn't know anything and now you're teaching. You're, I mean, you're amazing. kind of. I teach more of the business side. I mean, what, what I did learn when I got into the industry was 90% or more, maybe, well, probably like 98% of my competition were uh, installers or technicians who got tired of being led by a bad boss and started their own company and realized it's a lot harder than they thought. And then, you know, they don't really know all the answers to all the questions. And I don't either. This was more of like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I know the business side. I know the marketing and sales side. I can teach some of that, but then I can interview people and learn at the same time. So um, it's been it's been a blessing, right? I mean, here we are. I've been doing the podcast for almost three years, and we've got like between YouTube and all of the uh, iTunes and all that, all the podcast distribution, we're, I think, over 60,000 uh, plays, which is stinking nuts um for a garage door industry podcast uh and when you tell people i've got a podcast it's garage door industry podcast they look at you cross-eyed like what the heck what do you talk about garage doors all day and i'm like eh, i think you really. asked me to be on this thing for like a couple of years i go what are you talking about what's a podcast yeah <laughs> i've never even listened to one well you've done you've done a radio you did a radio show i remember that and well, that was also simultaneously live TV with the radio show. I did that for a year at my own TV station. And you were good at it. Ah, and, and no script. And I brought a guest on. We talked about business. It was called um, Off the Wall. Yep. I remember that. Yep. yep. Very funny. And I know Michael Jackson made a song about Off the Wall. I just did Off the Wall because we were just winging it. Now, in California, beware. California has, has, has got a lot of tricky little laws and codes and things for business owners no way yeah really you'd That's never so. think <laughs> couldn't imagine California's caught me a couple of times that i didn't know i didn't know i mean they changed it and they you don't you don't know until they get you in trouble yeah so i have an hr department now that keeps me in front of it that's good okay. rules and regulations my man calls bigger overhead part of it well we're, we're all out here justifying paying for everything we're paying this state just because you know, the opportunity to live here like you said it's beautiful yeah it is beautiful so uh there you have it ladies and gentlemen i have not been lying to you for the past three years uh larry actually is a real person and aaron overhead doors california is the place this all got started and uh, I did train for four and a half days and come back and start a company. And Larry is one of the greatest humans on the face of the planet. 
So oh, likewise. Thanks, Ryan. I, uh, I'm truly blessed. I could have landed with so many other people in learning the garage door industry. I'm extremely grateful uh, that I landed with you because uh, you taught me right. So I appreciate that. Someday I'll have to catch up to your technology. Yes. Because I'm still, uh, you know, I'm handwriting everything. This is my service calls. <laughs> That's what we do. Ryan. That words. <laughs> That's He's talking funny. about using paper to run his business. <laughs> yeah, right. That's my right. calls I just dispatched. I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it's okay yeah, so, we're, we're, like when i was there I, like yeah. i gained so much respect for him and lost so much respect for him all at the same time because <laughs> you know i'm a tech nerd i'm like bro you can yeah. automate all this right like this is so easy but this dude's literally i mean his phone must go off a hundred times a day and He's literally in the truck on the way to a job, phone's ringing, he's answering, he's got a little notepad, he's writing things down, yeah. you know, like, and I'm just like, dude, how do you keep up with all this stuff? And I quickly realized just being with him for a week, he didn't keep up with it that great. I mean, there's no way hey, wait a minute. Being, you did a phenomenal job, but there's still stuff slipping through the cracks. There is no way at that volume that you could have 100% accuracy. It is impossible. And I mean, listen, you're like 98% accuracy, which All is right. pretty stinking good. But I don't know. Like I left there, like I do not know how he does this. There is no way. Could you imagine, Tamara, me running everything off of paper and what that would look like? No, and it would be so painful for you. Like, and you, I just, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It would be, it would be, it would be. Yeah. So I got respect for you because you figured out a way that works for you that I know would, I could never make happen. I couldn't, it, it would be impossible for me, but you figured it out. Well, before this, you know, I was in the AAA towing business and we did 500 calls a week around here, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So this wow. kind of stuff, you know, this, this is like baby stuff compared <laughs> to that. You're my hero. <laughs> He's always positive, dude. He's like a very I rare love it. catch him. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe when he was he was fighting cancer, he may have had a bad day or a couple, but like I just don't ever remember calling him or him calling me when he's like in an ill mood. Now I've vented to him a couple of times when I've been in an ill mood, but he's usually pretty good. And he's so annoying too, because he's like, you know that guy that's like always got the positive answer like you just want him to listen and shut up but then he starts giving you advice that you already know you should be doing to fix the problem that's him he'll be yeah. like i love that though yeah no it's I think good that's it's i've got annoying. diapers i got plenty of diapers <laughs> <laughs> diapers and tissues <laughs> all right oh. we gotta wrap this up it's starting to get embarrassing all right <laughs> Listen, guys, uh, you hear it right here. Larry Conti, Aaron Overhead Doors, California. Um, amazing story. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, to join us on the podcast, Larry. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys uh, like the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Uh, go to our Facebook page. And also, don't forget to check out GDU, garagedoorU.com. 
join the many, many leaders that are being better leaders every day uh, by joining the group and participating. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you later. Be safe. Have fun. Stay cool. Drink water. Good.